Hello and welcome. I'm Alan Hargraves and this is Recharge on Air. Well, there's a lot to be said for strategic plans. Maybe there's too much said. I just googled them a few moments ago and I got 128 million results. Yeah, that's right, 128 million. Strategic plans are a useful roadmap. We like to know where we're going and there's nothing wrong with a target. But are they essential? I wasn't in the garage when the first Macintosh was built. By the way, that was by Steve Wozniak, not by Steve Jobs. But from what I have read, the two Steves didn't map out Apple's strategy on the back wall either. They just got on with it. In fact, in the photographs of that garage, you can't even see a whiteboard. I mean, really, what were they thinking? Nor was there a whiteboard in Mark Zuckerberg's dorm. At least there wasn't in the movie. And by the way, it was roommate Dustin Moskowitz, not Mark, who prompted the move out of Harvard that finally took Facebook global. And what about iSelect? That started out with Damien Waller building a site for pension fund management before opting for the successful comparison site. That shift is attributed not to Waller, but to the now-departed co-founder David Erpani. So there's a trend here. None of them did it alone. Nobody started with a plan. And even if they did, they ended up with something that didn't look anything like what they started with. Does that mean we should skip strategic planning? Well, maybe. These examples are about entrepreneurs, people working with a clean canvas. It's a lot easier to go after a great idea when you don't have to deal with a lot of existing stuff. So then, is strategic planning more important when your business is already established? The evidence there isn't that great either. Strategic plans may not launch great companies, but they can certainly kill them. Here's a couple of terminal strategies. Royal Bank of Scotland happily motored along from 1727 until the current millennium when it implemented a strategic plan to expand globally. Under the weight of that expansion, it collapsed in 2008 and was bailed out by the British taxpayer. Billabong was a great fashion brand that pretty much owned the surfwear niche until a growth strategy took its product into distinctly uncool outlets in too many places. It's a common headline. Diversification strategy prompts shift into exciting but unprofitable products. Growth strategies move successful retailers into marginal premises. M&A strategies destroy perfectly successful companies. What's the problem here? It's not with the planning. That's the creative process that stimulates ideas. It puts focus on market realities, clarifies options and cuts a path through the maze of business opportunities. It's the plan that's the problem. It has three dangers. First, it's based on predictions of the future, yet most predictions are either wrong or unrealistic. Firms regularly acquire new businesses for far more than they're worth. Second, it's static. Things change, often quickly. Slavishly sticking to the plan limits creative thinking. And third, that leads to inertia. The firm fails to adapt, opportunities are missed, growth falters. Plans need inbuilt radar. They need people ready to shout incoming. Dodging bullets is one reason. The other is spotting opportunities that turn up uninvited. A living strategy is based on flexibility and openness to change. A terminal strategy is based on a deep and uncritical reverence of the plan. I'm Alan Hargraves. This has been Recharge On Air. Thank you for listening.